This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. While you're listening along, and don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands so we can buy cool stuff and talk about it more on here. But also, guess what? The Midwest Podcast Network apparel is now available. You can purchase Game Nerds and Film Nerds apparel via the support store on our website, www.MidwestGameNerds.com. How many W's is that? There's three W's. Okay. Uh, if you don't like any of the clothes, but you want to show support still, there's also a donation button where you can send some money in. We'll talk about how cool you are on the next episode. Uh, the same support store will be available on the Midwest Game Nerds website as well as soon as I get the code sent over to Alex. Midwest Film Nerds. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Film Nerds. We should also say it's only... It's U.S. So it's North Yeah, it's America. currently U.S. only. I think it, you may be able to still do the donation thing international, but I'm okay. not 100% sure. Um, well, if you, if you are international and you want to buy some of the stuff, get a hold of us via email and we'll figure something out. Uh, speaking of that, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN podcast. Any feedback, anything you want to talk about, anything you like on the show, you don't like the audio quality, you know, whatever. I want to hear it. Just talk to us. Tell us how sweet we are. Whatever. We're also now on Instagram, so add at uh, Midwest Game Nerds, so you can like our photos and give us social networking validation, because we need it. Makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. And the question of the week this week is, what upcoming game releases are you most excited for, and why? No one answered last week's question about early access games, and I think having to be the first person to answer a question to win something is kind of detracting from anyone actually wanting to answer at all, so I'm just going to pick someone at random who actually sends in feedback. So do it. I think so that's you can- better. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so do that, because it's awesome. Uh, other than that, this episode is mostly going to be a big, like, what we've been playing thing, because there hasn't really been a ton of, you know, AAA releases as of, you know, the first few months of 2016. But before we jump into that, let's talk some uh, some game news things that happened recently. Uh, number one, Destiny has a sequel coming in 2017. Pretty big deal. There's also a very big expansion that's supposed to hit later this year. Probably, I would guess, over the summer, similar to House of Wolves release time. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about that? Um, if they don't have an expansion by summer, then nobody's going to be playing the game by, at that point. I'm assuming that expansion <laughs> will hit in September or October. Yeah, I guess. That's I mean, my, That's my guess. It, it might be like the Taken King where yeah. a bunch of people just start playing again that stop playing I, for... I think that's what their model is at this point. They're like, hey, you can put our game down. Just come back when we put out new content. And it seems like you're not missing that much in between, you know? So, I don't know. I probably will hop back into Destiny when Destiny 2 comes out. Just to give it a shot. Just to see what the upgrade is. If my character even carries over, or I don't know how that's going to work. It should. I think that was but the plan. Is it like, am I going to be able to play any of it since I'm going to be level 30? I don't know. Or you could just so. play the Taken King. Or I could just not. <laughs> Nobody else is playing it right now. <laughs> yeah. 
So the Crimson Days thing, I feel like people aren't really latching on to. It's been made fun of. Yeah, for all them Valentine's couples playing Destiny. Yeah, Yeah, I actually, (laughs) I don't understand their Instagram. Like, why do these people even follow? Just that all they do is leave negative comments. I guess that's most of the internet. Yeah, that's 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 just how the internet works. Ever heard of YouTube? It makes them feel better to to know that like somebody somewhere, i.e., you, are reading their negative comment about something you like or used to like. It makes them feel good. They have more of a platform than they did before. Nobody yeah. listens to them in real life. Plus, so. I feel like Bungie's one of the companies that actually does pay attention to that shit, which, I mean, if I were them, I would have given up a while ago because yeah. it's just, it's been nothing but garbage. Yeah, I see some pretty good ones sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's rude in, in the case of something like Instagram, where you are actively following an account right. that you don't have to follow. Like, why bother if all you're going to do is be a dick like that? Fair mm. enough. I did. I, I found it interesting that you can literally just go into uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation stores and just buy, like, a level 25 character. Oh, yeah, they just yeah. started doing that. That's When times got real rough. Like, what's the... Why? I think why? it's, like, $25, isn't it? it? I don't know what the price like was. I just think level. it's stupid. It's for people like me who only have one character and are like, oh, if I had a Titan... And uh, whatever Hunter, that's what it's called, that were also somewhat high level, then I could also do stuff with those too. But it doesn't take that long to get to a high level. No. It, it takes you takes maybe... longer than hitting a button. If, if you include the Taken King stuff, it probably takes you about 15 to 18 hours to get to level 40. That's 18 hours I don't it's have. It's not fun to just hit a button though, or spend money to hit a button. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it you was kind of cool. hit the button and like, all that work is done. When, when Wrath of the Lich King came out and you could just start a level 50 character in yeah. World of Warcraft, it was kind of rad. World of Warcraft's a bit different. Yeah. I mean, that that game took forever to it level does. in. Like, I remember getting Burning Crusade was the last expansion that I played. Yes. Yeah. That was the first one, too. But uh, I played for what felt like forever, and I only got to 63 or something. And I was yeah. like, what is this? It, it definitely took me a really long... Because I didn't even play... I didn't like playing as as a Lich or whatever they were. I think they were Lich. It was with like the character type. I don't know. We're I, so far off topic. I played as the, as the Warlock, and I really liked playing as the Warlock. I let's, got to like level 70, and then I stopped. Let's Anyways. go back to Destiny for one sec. Yeah, I, okay, I read. Destiny. I didn't check out the article, but I read something about somebody uh, leveling all the way to level 40, in just the bounds of mission one. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's like uh, I used to play Kingdom Hearts and I there, there's like an opening area where you can fight three Final Fantasy characters. You can fight Selfie from Final Fantasy VIII and Titus, Selfie? Titus and, uh, and uh, Waka from Final Fantasy X. And you can get experience from these battles, but it's like a couple experience. And I think I remember getting my main character up to at least like level 10 by doing that fight thousands of times. I don't remember why I did it. I was probably bored at the time. But, yeah. Are you like jet lag stoned right now? I am. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning today. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, man. <laughs> I, went, I went to bed at 10 o'clock last night and woke up at 4 a.m. today and started playing The Witness until you got here. <laughs> that explains why you made so much nice. progress. 
Anyways. So, anything else about Destiny? Are we nope. moving on? Okay. Ooh, next. Uh, Quantum Break <laughs> will be releasing on both <laughs> Xbone like, and PC simultaneously. You get to walk away with a copy of Alan Wake with all the DLC, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but everyone so, on the internet is really butthurt over the fact that it's releasing on PC the same time as Xbox, though. Well, Why? okay. So, so let's. you can get Al- every copy of the game will come with Alan Wake plus the DLC. If you pre-order the digital game, you will get the PC copy of Quantum Break, and you will also get, in addition to the other Alan Wake stuff, you will also get Alan Wake's American Nightmare. So that's how those two things work out. There's also steel books at some places, and I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, but anyways, (laughs) the the entire internet is angry at this. Yeah, because everybody's like, why did I bother buying an Xbox? Why didn't I just buy a $400 graphics card? And put it in my computer. That was already fine. Like that's their argument. Because you get Quantum Break cheaper on PC, and I, I, I agree for the most part. But yeah, but it's kind of it's not a bad thing because it also kind of removes some of the risk of making first party titles. Like if if Sony could exclusively sell Uncharted on PC somehow. And that development was easy to do side by side, and they could put it out. Like, not that it would be that complicated, but if they could do that and really control that and own it, and get a wider audience that would buy their games, that their first party games, it's not a bad thing, right? But I, I get it for some people who are like, yeah, I could have bought a better graphic, like it, you know. I mean, there's that argument, and just the like. Yeah, I mean, everyone's really upset about it because they they bought Xboxes to play this game, which I why I've never like I'm I did not, not buy an Xbox to play Quantum, Quantum Break. Break. Like, why is this make or break? Like, well, it makes it or break it because it's a it's a new IP. Like, it was it was something you could only get on Xbox One, right? And so people who bought their consoles just for this game, number one, you're an idiot, but right, number two. You're disappointed because it's no yeah. longer exclusive. I mean, if you have four hundred and sixty dollars to spend on one game, then who cares? Well, and Obviously. the other the other thing is <laughs> like looking at the PC specs for the game. I think like the minimum specs are like a GTX nine sixty or something like that. Yeah, which is like pretty steep. Well, not yeah, as I steep think, as it sounds. I think one of the articles I read said that the like their recommended spec is like a six hundred dollar card. Yeah, Almost. yeah. So uh, the thing is, you can either play it on Xbox, where it probably runs pretty well, hopefully. Which you could have purchased an Xbox One on Woot this week for like two hundred fifty bucks with three games. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Uh, what like, a deal. I wish I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Brian. Me too. But it's uh, I don't know. People cry over a lot of stuff on the internet that they shouldn't cry I feel over. like everyone on the internet is just so angry now. Yeah. Like, all the time. There's no positivity on the internet no. anymore. Not anymore. It's kind of sad. Anyways, news topic <laughs> number three. <laughs> PSVR pricing has been rumored at $299 on its own, or $499 with a camera plus move controller or controllers. Was, I don't think it was $499. Or $429, I'm 429, sorry. $429, yeah. Um, I think... The the VR stuff is stupid. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. Really, all I want is just a monitor that I can strap to my face and lay in bed and play <laughs> video games. I think the VR stuff is the future of video games. I I understand like 
why it's happening and what people want out of it. I just don't, it's not, I'm not going to spend 300 more dollars on this to play my PlayStation with like a couple of niche games. Well, no, but when you buy the PS5, uh, it comes with the VR headset. And like every like game, my Xbox game with a thousand dollars. Every game supports it. it. I mean, I don't know. It's. I think this. We've been driving at VR for such a long time. Like look back at things like the holodeck in the next in Star Trek: The Next Generation and the Virtual Boy. In 94 or whatever that yeah, was. Virtual Boy was a real winner. Yeah, exactly. And look at how far we've come since that. Now you've got pretty crazily high fidelity video games in VR with motion tracking. You've got these like crazy treadmills that you can stand on when you're playing this game. So you can actually do the movement in the game and with your fit. body. It's. Yeah, I think we're most- heading there. Most but, of those th- harnesses probably only support like 150 pounds. So you've got these really skinny dudes that can do it. And then you've got these really fat guys that want to like run and play World of Warcraft with their VR headset on. And they're just going to die with, from a heart attack. And they're also going to break the mechanism. <laughs> I, I think, I think wow. experiences like that treadmill thing are going to be the arcade world that we can... And like maybe maybe there are places that are going to spring up and be like, come here to play this in VR. Dude, if I could play Time Crisis like that, I'm down. Like I would totally play Time Crisis in an arcade with VR headset. But at home, I just want to sit in a chair and not move for like 12 hours. Well, then and don't hold a controller. Like I'm not going to sit in a chair with like controllers waving around my head, <laughs> trying to cast spells or whatever. Like I want to just sit there and hit. Were you, were you just playing the the flight navigator yeah, game? The, yeah, the the. Uh, the the runway, runway attendant, like <laughs> that game, the runway attendant simulator 99. Why didn't they have that game for Wii? That would have been perfect. You, you have to use player one and two remotes. Yeah. Air traffic controller 2016. <laughs> God damn it. Stop giving away all our million dollar ideas. Yeah. On the, on the Wii U, you get to actually use the screen to tell, like show the flight paths of all the planes. So like get them to come in. Right. And then you have to command the guy using the controller to like, you know, you're going to find this on steam in like five days. That's fine. Early whatever. access trademark. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. We're talking about how VR is stupid. Well, you don't have to buy You're this. You're talking about I'm not going VR to. Stupid. Then that's good. I, the, okay, here's the thing. I'm interested in it to an extent. I really, like, the thing that bothers me the most is it's like somebody came out with a VR unit that could have ended up just being pretty open source to everyone, Oculus, you know? And now PlayStation has one that's proprietary to theirs. Steam is working with HTC, right? Is that is that correct? Steam and HTC. No, yeah, it's the HTC well, Vive. I thought they had, they were using Oculus technology as well, or no? No, no, Samsung is. Sorry. Yeah, so Samsung has right. got the VR gear. Samsung or whatever. VR gear, which who cares? But it's now, right. now Google phone. Google is coming out with one too. So you have like well, five companies. Google's had cardboard for months. Yeah, but, but they're 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 expanding on it even further at this point. See now, this is the this is. This is the Betamax versus VHS moment, or the Blu-ray yeah, versus, Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Like, so who's right going to come now, out on top? We don't know yet. Who do so, you think is going to come so out on top? So basically what you have to do is, if you're curious, but you don't want to throw away 
hundreds of dollars you have to wait and see who wins the war yes. and then Basically, invest. Yeah. Yes. And, and then they'll the, all be cheaper. They'll all be cheaper. The games are going to be better. The technology is going to be better. It, like it's there's waiting is always the better strategy than I, being I, early what I What I know you're waiting for is to when you can put on your Tron wetsuit and like put the VR headset on and actually go into the you're Tron not waiting for that and live that. <laughs> I know that's what you Dude. want. Oh, you know what? If you can put me in a headset and put me on a on a light cycle, okay. You don't even have Take to get all on a light of my cycle. money. All you Take have to do is is straddle a chair, and it's like you're on. There it you go. Because it's that that's your. It's now your. It, it, just chair give me light VR support for VR. Tron Runner, if, which if is Tron's right. not your thing. You can jump into the body of a blue cat person. Yeah, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> right now, I think if this pricing proves to be true, I think Sony's got a really compelling argument. They're going to be the cheapest one on the market. They are the cheapest on the market, but based on the tech demo that they showed, it was awful. But that that tech demo was just one slice of what this stuff can do. But like they had the people tech playing demos from the Oculus when they just when they announced the developer kits were even more were ten times more interesting than the PlayStation. But one. those were all like actual game things, which Sony has been showing off side by side anyway. You could play Infamous Second Son with the headset and the camera, and it would track the way you were moving your head so that you didn't have to use the right analog stick, and you would your aim would be better. You would immediately be looking at the things that were actually you were interacting with in the world. And I think, to me, that sounds like a more immersive... The whole idea of VR is, is, is lending the user to a more immersive experience. <laughs> Everyone's going to just end up with, like, premature neck arthritis. Pretty much. But it's... I think there's a really compelling argument for VR. I think it's got to get to the point where there's one headset, and I don't. I, I mean, while Sony will be the cheapest, I think it's it's between the Oculus and and the and the Vive. That's the real competition here. I, I would the see, gear's gonna fall off. Google's gonna have it in beta for thirty decades, and then it's just gonna be like, all right, well, we're done with this. Yeah, and whatever then, happened to Smart Glass or, or not Smart Glass? Google, Google Glass. Glass they, they dropped it like a year ago. Oh. Yeah, because because <laughs> well, they're reworking the program. If I'm not mistaken, like they're trying to like start from the ground up. So they took it out of beta and went back into alpha, which is probably where they're going with their new VR thing. Is that's going to be the new Google Glass in a way that'll never well, that's, come out? And that and that, that that'll be I, Holo, I it's, the, it's more of a Hololens than it. Like if it's Google Glass and Hololens, that's right. a totally different category from Oculus and. And while Vive is maybe doing augmented reality stuff, since it has a front-facing camera now too, are there any price rumors for the Hololens? Or? No. Okay. There is. A, so. it, it will have five hours of wireless battery time. That's five that. hours of wireless battery time, but supposedly the resolution of it is like looking at a twenty-four-inch monitor from like four feet away. That's so a, it's like you're looking through. You're peering through a window from. You know, it, it seems like it's unimpressive, and that's because they want that wireless battery life, which, you know, okay. But uh, there's a lot of players on the market, and it's just got to get narrowed down. And once it gets narrowed down, once there's somebody who you can say, okay, we've made deals with Sony and Microsoft so that the and Steam so that this works on every single platform. That's when VR is gonna like click, and everybody's gonna. Have yeah, one. but that's that's a ways off. But that's obviously. I think that's like five to maybe ten years down the road, max. Right. You know, at least past the life of this current generation of consoles. Yeah, I, I think it's. All, I just, it just makes me like. I, it scares me because I feel like consoles in the future are gonna cost like a thousand dollars, and it's like no. How are you gonna have the reach? 
that you want and have a product that is so out of reach, I guess. Well, if we look at the pricing of like, I don't remember what the PS2 was, but it started at 400. P- yeah, so PS2 started at 400. PS3 started at like 600. PS3 it? started at 600. Xbox One started at f- 500. 500. PS4 has been at 400. It goes all over the map, you know? Yeah. But also these consoles are looking way older sooner than than the PS3 and everything else did, yeah. you know? So it's there's a lot of things going on there's a lot of irons in the fire and there's a lot of issues that we have yet to see be resolved but i think vr is here to stay i just don't think we're in the final like none of these is going to be the final contender let's hope not. yeah i mean i do hope it it's been tried in the past and it went away real quick but i I hope like this time it actually sticks around long enough for people to take it seriously yeah like it's there's nothing that's ever gotten anywhere near this close in terms of like what people thought VR was going to be. So the fact that multiple companies are willing to compete against each other for that market, I mean, that's probably promising in itself, Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, I'm interested to try it, but I need to try it before I buy it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's, I'm not sold entirely. Well, and that's I the, could be that's... one of those few people that gets sick from it too. Absolutely. And that, that would be a huge problem. Again, all yeah. I'm looking for is like full sensory deprivation. Like I just want to lay in a cocoon with a monitor strapped to my head, headphones on with headset capabilities so I can talk to my teammates if I need to. And you can have that. Right. You just put a pillow over your face for a little while. It's full sensory deprivation. No, I, st- I want to play games. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> this episode is going to be totally bunk. <laughs> uh, next, uh, next news thing. I feel like we're done with VR, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed that there is no new Assassin's Creed in 2016. Woohoo! Good. Good. Take a fucking break. They yeah. they just cranked out you know two uh, arcade or side scroller. Yeah, those uh, don't Assassin's really count. Creeds in like a and Watch Dogs month. was Ubisoft too, right? So Watch Dogs yeah. two comes out first quarter of 2017. So that's yeah. There were there were a lot of earnings calls and since our last episode, and a lot of news came out that way. And right. I think that was where the Watch Dogs two information. It, came. If the big thing to to remember is that the division comes out in a month. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. They're probably going to put all of their attention on that. I mean, Far Far Cry Primal comes out in a couple weeks. Next next week, next week, yeah, the twenty third. Uh, but they're they're going to just focus on the division. That's their big one right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, all they had to do with Far Cry is delete a couple like gun files on the disc and all then the ship gun it files. again. Yeah. So that that was easy. <laughs> And then the division. Delete all the buildings. Yeah, they just copied Destiny and then put a different <laughs> layer over it. So that one's easy too. No. You guess who gets to lead the the, the division uh, conversation? That's you. Yeah, guy. that's fine. We've actually played. We'll get into that. We'll just okay. We'll let's finish this stuff. I've we'll, heard multiple people who actually played it. But so, we'll anyways, Assassin's Creed, no new one for 2016. Good. There will be maybe one in 2017. Who knows? Watch Dogs Two is first quarter 2017. Have they announced that there's no Far Cry next year? That no, not cool. yet. But there's um, another Far Cry in November. You did. I don't. Did, you guys? Did you guys play Watch Dogs at all? Did you? I did not. I but it to you, based on my experience with the Assassin's Creed series, 
I'm all about you, trying to. You feel like you played Watch Dogs. I'm all about trying to play the second Watch Dogs because the second Assassin's Creed I thought was where it's at. Watch Dogs was, was fun, one. but it didn't really hook me. It had me for about a month. Yeah, and it's a half, like and then it's I was interesting. Like, That's how I felt about the first Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it's like it has potential. It's interesting. I played through it because it was different at the time. Right, but um, yeah, it was lacking a lot, and they everything it was lacking was in the second one, and then some, and. Uh, I hope Watch Dogs 2 is like that. I think they failed in not doing the legwork to connect Assassin's Creed to Watch Dogs. Oh, I'm sure Desmond Miles is somewhere in that game. But Maybe that's where they'll go with it with Watch Dogs I 2. I mean, spoiler alert, he's not because he died in like the third one. But I know that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, last news piece, unless there, Alex has more listed somewhere. Titanfall 2 is coming first quarter of 2017 to all platforms with a single-player campaign. That's pretty cool. I didn't really get into the first Titanfall, but I know a lot of people did. Yes, and so me. I'll probably get more into this one when it releases. It's one of two Xbox games I haven't put into my Xbox that I own. I feel like I kind of missed um, the train because I got it so late. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of people playing it anymore, but, but there's will, still people playing it. I did get it for $12 with all the DLC. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah, I actually bought it a second time because it was that cheap. So, but um, I've barely played the Xbox one because the PC one is infinitely better, in my opinion. But right on. Well, frame rate wise, whatever. Yeah, but I'm a snob, I guess. <laughs> you and your ultra wide monitor. Yeah, that's how that helps too, for sure. Anyways, Alex, any other news things you had? No, I think that was pretty much it. Alex just got back from Japan. I did. And he looked at some cool stuff over there for video games. Yeah. So I went to, I, I visited Osaka, which has a uh, an electronics district called Nipponbashi. And that's where all the otaku and video game and, and electronics people hang out in that city. But uh, there's a few different stores there, Super Potato and Game Tentadon and a bunch of other places that are like pretty pretty big on on like the retro gamer collector radar and i went to go check them out i just wanted to talk about a few things that i saw i i ended up buying a few things mostly i I bought four things for myself i bought myself related no sadly i didn't see any tron while i was there but i bought myself a uh, copy of the first fire emblem for famicom cool which i can play on my retron 5 and then i bought myself snatcher and police nuts on sega saturn because those never were released here, and now I own almost every game that Hideo Kojima has directed. Nice. So I just have to get myself a Saturn and a light gun so I can play them. <laughs> and then um, I also bought a uh, pocket station for myself as well. Nice. Because I, wa- I still want to go and play that stupid Chocobo game from Final Fantasy VIII, Yeah. because it's one of like 10 games that still has pocket station support. Right. If anybody doesn't remember, I think we might have talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah, I think it was last episode. The Pocket Station is the VMU equivalent. The 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 Pocket Station is to PlayStation as the VMU was to Dreamcast. So I, I want to check that out and see how it works. But uh, on top of that, I saw a few other things. The one thing that I'm regretting not buying, and I don't know why I didn't just immediately throw my money at the person that had it, but... Uh, there was a Japanese Mega Drive version of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Oh that my I god! Absolutely should have purchased. It was like forty dollars, I think. Isn't that what we were talking about last episode? That you would maybe buy that? I'm pretty sure. Maybe I didn't. I think so John I said it. Yeah. 
I have. I'll, I'll probably be going back later. No, this year, I, so. I know he definitely. I think he brought up the pocket station because he said he was going to no, buy uh, one. the Mega yeah. Drive thing. The you should have bought Moonwalker that. thing. Yeah, that sounds I re- really, I really familiar. I really should have. You should have bought it for the children. <laughs> yes, I, I was just, yes, I, I totally remember you mentioning this. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to that episode. It was really funny. I I should have bought it, but I didn't. Um, another thing that I saw, I saw a, a copy of the MSX version of Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. Right on. How much do you think it was? Uh, $15. It was almost four hundred dollars. Wow! Whoa. And this is because those MSX games used to come on tapes. Really? It's a tape. So if that tape What's is not MSX, in, MSX is a computer console. Basically, it's similar to the Commodore sixty four, where it's just a big keyboard that you plug into. Oh, but it actually used the like TV. what? Similar to like the backup tapes back in the day, or I. It's something like that. Like you could basically hook up a little tape recorder to this keyboard and it would have certain games on it like mm-hmm. Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. So it was almost $400 because if you can find a copy of that game where the tapes aren't destroyed, it's worth that much money. That's crazy. So and I, then you'd never want to play it because yeah, you'd be afraid of breaking exactly. it. Exactly. Like it's it's insane. It's awesome, but it's insane. Uh, but let me think if there was anything else cool that I saw. I don't know. It there's it's always awesome going because there's just walls upon walls. Like these are the most densely packed video game stores you could ever go to. They've got hundreds of new in box Super Nintendo games and all kinds of like random accessories that you never knew existed for most things. Tentacle so. hentai. I didn't see any of that, but I wasn't really looking for it. So. Whoa. <laughs> but no, it's 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 great to go. And apparently it's like a shadow of what it used to be. Like apparently nowadays things like Akihabara and Tokyo and Nipponbashi and Osaka are just you know, slim pickings of what it used to be back in the day. Well, which is everybody who bought all the stuff are now older. Yeah, and now and now it's, no one's having children over it's there. Getting, because it's getting picked clean up. Like basically, these stores are just a bunch of American people coming over to buy a bunch of things that right they want. So it's but it's still awesome to go to go and behold and like look at these you know original copies of Rockman for Famicom. I would go just to say that I was in a store named Super Potato. Super Potato is pretty. Oh, <laughs> Super Potato! There's actually like seven Super Potato stores in, oh, in wow. Super Potato chain. Yeah, they have they have a lot of stores, but they have like different. Like some of them, one of them is just like this is just card games, and the other one is like this is all retro games, and this is all retro. Like so, they have like different categories of store. But I only went to like two of the seven, but. Anyway, it was awesome, and um, yeah, Japan. That's Japan. Cool, Video cool. games in Japan. I'd like to go there someday. Yeah. All right. So we've been playing a lot of other games. Yeah, a lot, sort of a lot. I have maybe three on my four, three or four on my belt right now. I've got four. I uh, think. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk the witness because you guys have spent a lot of time playing the witness. Yeah. Indeed. I want to um, try to not spoil anything for anybody who hasn't heard, who I, hasn't played it. I want yet. you to convince me to play it. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Why? You didn't, you didn't, I mean, you didn't, the, the closest thing I can liken this game to is something like Portal. Okay. Where 
every time you finish a room or a puzzle, you feel like a genius except for the fact that it's exactly the solution that they wanted you to come across. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. Like, every time I finish a puzzle that was in, like, the least bit challenging, I'm like, man, I'm so smart. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing, is that you didn't do anything clever. You it, just it, figured out the answer. It has the opposite, uh, like, and, effect sometimes, too, because yeah. sometimes things, they're so obvious, but you just don't see it and you stare it, at it for like not obvious until 15 you minutes. Get it Sometimes you get I'll, it and you're like, I'll leave a puzzle. Yeah. I'll leave a puzzle. I'll go do an entire different section from start to finish and then come back and get that puzzle in like 30 first seconds. Try, yeah. And exactly. then I'm like, fuck, I'm an idiot. Yep. It looks really cool. It's beautiful. I like the art style. Yeah. It, it's a very well designed play area that they give you. But, um, and there's a lot to dig in too. Like, cause there's, I don't know how much I want to reveal, but there's way more to the game than just doing the line puzzles, which oh, I'm sure there's some kind of lore system or whatever. Like yes and no. There's like, it's, there's some video recordings to collect. There's lots of those. And I found them in some really weird places that, well, you say lots, like there's a lot of them. Five. Oh, there's way more than five. I've found at least 10. That's weird. Yeah. You got to look very carefully for them. Okay. Oh, not the videos. I'm sorry. The audio recordings. Yeah, I was going to say. Oops. There's five, <laughs> there's five videos, right? I think so. Okay. Oops. So My there's bad. audio and video recordings, but then there's also a whole <laughs> set of puzzles that Brian didn't even know were puzzles. Because you can see, and no, I don't, I don't want to reveal that because it's a pretty cool thing. But that's the interesting thing is that figuring that aspect of the game out happened for me almost immediately out of the first area when I talked to Rick and it took Rick like a couple hours into the game. And then Brian's like almost finished with the main stuff and he had no idea that it was a thing. So it's interesting to kind of see different people's experiences with that. But yeah, I I had issues at first with the game. Um, I didn't quite understand what it was trying to teach me. And I I feel like that's a bit of a problem with the game. Like it, it, it's also it to its benefit that it, it, doesn't tell you much that it does try to just teach you how mechanics work. But when you first step into the game world, I, it just, I was like, okay, I just solved all these puzzles by guessing. I have no idea what the pattern is. And well, it took me hours to actually figure out the pattern why because I was I thought it was going to unlock something. And I realized it after the fact that it was just there for me to learn what the pattern was. I didn't think that that, that wasn't readily apparent to me right away that, that, they set up stations just for you to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, and we can say that for people now just to save them some time. But if you find a stretch of like six to 16 puzzles in a row, they're probably there for you to learn how the mechanic works. Okay. And, and, and I think, you know, I think I like that the game doesn't really tell you everything out of the gate, but also it is, it is a little difficult when you're playing through it and you're like, I don't know whether or not I have all of the information to solve this puzzle yet. You're yeah. like, I'm only seeing things that I've seen before, but the the answer that I thought would work did not. So you're kind of constantly like going back to other puzzles that you looked at before and being like, do I know everything yet? And then sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is yes. And you knew it all before because you weren't like thinking about it in the way that you needed to, mm-hmm. but it's, 
overall, I think the game is absolute genius. And I think uh, there's a 99% chance this will be on my top 10 by the end of the year. Or right top on. 5 or whatever we end up so doing. So who, who do you recommend this game to? I, rec- I, I mean, anybody who loved Portal, I think this game is definitely your kind of game. Uh, I never Maybe. really. I mean, this game isn't as heavy on the storytelling as. Yeah, but I mean, Portal's about the gameplay mechanics. Portal's significantly easier, that's for sure. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think so too. But, but um, this is just leg- legitimately meant to challenge you. Plus, like to, Portal to, is to, to like completely hurt your brain in a way it's never been hurt yeah. before. Portal I, is completely linear too, and this is definitely not. Yeah. But I I, under, I do agree. Like, yeah, I could see a lot of people that like Portal would like it. I and think people that liked Mist back in the day. That's yeah. something that I don't know. Because I know Mist is a little bit more of an adventure game. Yeah, but it still respects. involved puzzles. Like, I didn't yeah, play it, much it of it. Has, I actually it has hated more of Mist. more narrative, doesn't it? I don't know. I didn't play through a lot of it. I, I just didn't, Pro- I watched people play it. I played a little bit of it, but I I get the general idea. You go to different places on on an island and you solve puzzles. Yeah. So that that's what they have in common, yeah. right? I think if if it's any if if you're the kind of person that is interested in this game, I think it's absolutely worth the thirty nine ninety nine. Cool. I yeah. know people were bitching about how it was more expensive, but I think it's, I mean, how much time have you invested in it? I don't even know. Just a ballpark. How many hours have you maybe played? Um, I would put it at at least like fifteen. More than way 15, more than that. Yeah. So then it's probably <laughs> probably thirty hours. They at this they point. sold the order, which was a five hour game. Yeah. For sixty dollars, so yeah. you get your money's worth. So yeah, I think I think that's true. But and I will say, if you're somebody who is colorblind there do not play be, this game there will be some i was difficult. just thinking about that they, they, there's some really interesting <laughs> discussions on the giant bomb cast about that because the main guy of of giant bomb is colorblind and he had some trouble playing through the game but he still ended up beating it they'll probably end up really? putting like a colorblind mode in or something that's i don't know different types pretty, of colorblindness this too. seems to be pretty common in like most new games now yeah i don't think John, they could jonathan, do it jonathan blows breaking it Jonathan Blow's like rationale for that. Somebody came up to him and was like, "Hey, people who are colorblind can't complete these parts." And then he's like, "Well, the good news is none of that is necessary for you beating the game." Okay. Really? Yes. Well, that's weird. So, you won't be able to finish 100%, but you can still beat the game without finishing the areas where color is important. Nice. So, that's cool. Yeah. So, I find that hard to believe. Believe it. He said it. Yeah, it's true. Maybe he's lying. He's not. You can he everything made the game. on the internet is true, Brian. Yeah, everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna bring in my resident uh, expert, Ricky, and see if he can figure out some of the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that you can figure out the puzzles anyway. It's well, that you no, don't I mean, have to do any of the color-related puzzles to finish the game. Okay. I don't know how many. I don't. Oh, never mind. I won't say that. But it's not. It, detrimental to your completing the game yeah i i just thought that i finished at least one hub area i yeah i absolutely did and it involved color i don't think it's necessary to complete all of the hub areas clearly you don't have as good of a grasp of these puzzles as you thought you did so that you thinking that it actually involves color is probably wrong 
That's possible too. That's not true. <laughs> I haven't read that in the Brian, internet the yet. I don't believe it's true. That was my actually. first dig into Brian in this entire episode. <laughs> so suck that, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I anyway. think that's enough on the witness without giving anything away, except for the fact that there are audio and video logs. Yeah, it's a cool game. Brian, XCOM 2, what do you think? Cool, quite Hard. buggy. Very, very nice looking game, though. I yeah. was shocked at how good it looks. Like, is, I mean, that wasn't Enemy Unknown's strong point. It looked good enough. I mean, it yeah, had its it own did, style. It, it was good, but it's kind of leaning more toward like a cartoonish style. Right. But uh, XCOM 2 is very nice looking game. You mean the Jay Leno chin that my character has? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's not cartoony enough. Did you put that up on you? the? On the no, we should post that online though. I'll post yeah, that on the I have others too. It is super funny. I um, made ones of uh, all of the game nerds and a couple other people. Nice. Um, but Gojo's was probably pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, I just recently played. Well, I had played a couple campaigns of Enemy Unknown that I had never finished. Yeah. And I finally finished the last one I started, like before XCOM 2 came out. Okay. Because I felt like I should finish that game finally. And uh, going well, from that to XCOM 2, the the variety of tactics you have to use are completely different. Like you're you're playing as the underdogs now. You're not defending the Earth against an invasion. You are like a gorilla. You're, you're doing the invading. Yeah, right, you're basically. a gorilla force trying to attack... And you actually start a lot of missions. They have a new uh, new gameplay mechanic called Concealment, to where you uh, are Hat actually... Butter. Like, unless you, like, put your guys in detection tiles or actively attack somebody or break a window or open a door, smash a door down, you are not detected until you, like, make the first move. Engage. Okay. Yeah, which is cool. So you can set up some cool ambushes and stuff that way. My biggest issue I've had so far is not not the bugs actually because the frame rate for me, even on high, and my computer is like four years old. Like I have a two year old video card, I would say at this point. Yeah, that wasn't even top of the line at that point. But I can run the game on high settings, and there's some frame rate issues with the cinematics. But that's it. Like the game itself runs fine. I don't know what people are. Most people such are like bitching with. about how like because the. The the camera system in XCOM is meant to be very cinematic. So when the game goes to like slow down, but then also the flame rate frame rate. Just I don't like have that issue rate. for the yeah, most the part. The flame light judders and like it's not. Yeah, you've been in Japan. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't look very good. Then you know people are having some issue with that. I haven't had much of an issue with that. I have had issues with the camera in general. Sometimes it zooms into stuff that. It shouldn't. Yeah. It just like shows like a blank spot for yep. like a solid minute. And I think, oh, is the game frozen? No, it's just uh, focusing on the wrong shit. Which it seems really stupid that there have like there's apparently this many technical glitches when they only put the PC game out only for now. one platform. Yeah. I, so. I, I do agree, but I'm sure there will be a patch soon. It's still worth getting. My biggest issues so far are I just, I'm, it's their personal issues, I guess, with my gameplay style. Like, I suck too much, apparently, to beat missions with time limits. And almost every mission has a turn limit now. Yeah. And that is a huge issue for me. Because <laughs> so I they, want... they've made it kind of a 
a puzzle game in a way too then i think they're just trying to like they're changing fight the people like me who would like just overwatch constantly yeah Yeah. that's exactly what they're trying to do overwatch from four points on this map and hope that somebody walks they're they're trying to push you into playing more aggressively yeah Yeah. exactly which is fine except i feel like it needs a little bit more leeway like another turn or two because i spent i mean for instance this last mission i have been trying over and over again which that's another issue I have is like, there's no, like if you go to the menu, you can't just hit restart mission. You have to load a save game, mm-hmm. which is really kind of annoying in my opinion. Cause I don't want to reload after I lose guys and be cheap like that. I just want to roll with it. That's like Cause I the played main on feature of the game. I played on Iron Man back in the, uh, like an enemy unknown. I actually liked it better that way. Knowing that people had permadeath, you know, I played a little, uh, more mindful of what I was doing. And then, um, anyways, though, forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> you don't like turn limits. You oh. wish they were a little longer. <laughs> yes. Basically. That's not what cool. I was going to say, though. God damn it. I played a little bit of XCOM Enemy Unknown or Enemy Within on my iPad. Yeah. And uh, Roots Japan. It's great. It controls well. The only control issues that I have is like going between, um, uh, vertical levels, yeah, which apparently has was an issue in the PC and the 360 and PS3 anyway. Like it's never done that well. So, uh, but other than that, controlling it with the touch interface is a lot of fun and it's great. It seems suited for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. Uh, what next? Uh, Do you want to talk about something? I can talk about. Hearthstone. I started playing Hearthstone. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been playing Hearthstone a lot. And Brian, like, he saw me playing and jumped on and, and was watching me play and telling me how slow I am. And then he challenged me and whooped my ass. But then I came back, like, two days later and fucking destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, I was using a new deck that I didn't think would oh, work very well. New deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways. But I got better at it. It's a lot of fun. I really like it. I like how it's... uh. Definitely faster paced than like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, um, it's 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 a ton of fun. And like the guys that I've I've played with some people, just randos on the internet, and they uh, just the taunting that they do with like the limited like There's typing, like, like six things. You yeah, can you do. can choose from like six phrases that, yeah. and they're just like they just keep hitting the taunt one, yeah. and it's like, oh man, like really, <laughs> I haven't played. I've, I've had a few people like that. Most yeah. of them are pretty polite, actually. I've had a lot they're of like, like well really, played. Yeah, I've had a lot of well played guys and like good game kind of stuff. But then there's always like one or two that are just doing the taunt over and over again. And then I, I go to destroy them in one turn because the, it's like my play style tends to be like I'll save up all my magic and like just unleash hell because I play as the warlock. Mm. Uh, and it's just like <laughs> these they just exit out. They just give up. Like I'll get them down to like one point left and Rage like my quit. the next turn I could kill them and they're just gone. They're out. Like I've had my share of rage quits for that. Yeah. XCOM 2 as well. But uh, yeah, Hearthstone is a lot of fun. I really like it. Yeah, they're adding. So they just announced that they will be discontinuing the ranked play of certain 
of, of older expansions. Yeah. And they that, have added in a new mode where you can play as any expan like play with any expansion. That's yeah, it's cool. gonna be wild and standard, I yeah. think, is what it is. So cool. But That's, uh yeah. People some people are bitching about that. That but makes perfect sense. All card games do that. Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering definitely does that with I, all their tournaments. I think some people are butthurt because Blizzard came out and said, We're not gonna do that and then they went back on that, but Oh, you mean a company went back on something they said? Yeah. That's like standard practice. Get fucking used to it, internet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Hearthstone is a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed playing it. It's it's fun to just... I wish it loaded a little bit faster on my phone because then I'd be more willing to play it like in, in small open sessions throughout my day, yeah. like when I'm taking a shit or something. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. Uh, Firewatch. Talk about Firewatch. Firewatch by Campo. Without giving too much away. I won't give anything away. By Campo Santo Games. Uh, came out for PS4 and PC this last week. Uh, it's f- from people who are ex-Telltale guys. Okay. It's very much an adventure game in the vein of a Telltale game. It's similar, but it's different than that. It's first person, which isn't really how Telltale Well, you games actually have operate. freedom of movement too, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. You're not just like interacting without like you're actually freely but that's i mean so it's walking dead works the same way too telltale game meets walking simulator sure (laughs) kind of that's like a new genre apparently it's it's a Smokey the bear simulator kind of yeah um you can prevent forest fires the game is beautiful it's actually very aesthetically similar to uh the witness which i think is kind of funny but um just not surreal. Yeah, just not not <laughs> quite surreal, and there's no lasers or anything like that. But it's kind of minimalist, right? Uh, well, it just takes place in the in the uh, Shoshone no, National like the, Park. The graphic, uh, the artistic approach is kind of minimalist. Nah, I don't know if I would say that. No, but okay. it's you know, um, it's just a very natural looking game. Um. Yeah, so it's it's pretty short. I would say buy it on PC if you can because the performance isn't that fantastic on PS4. Um, although uh, there is a three dollar discount on PS4 if you have PlayStation Plus at the moment. There is on Steam right now too. Actually, okay. it's eighteen bucks, same price. Okay, um, but yeah, I ultimately I think story wise it doesn't quite connect all the ties together. And I'm a little bit disappointed in that, but I still think it's a great experience. The voice acting is fantastic. That's what I've heard. It's uh, one of the guys from Mad, Mad Men, Men yeah. and, and another. Harry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know his real name. Uh, Rich Summer. He's a big okay. board game player, but um, he has his own board game podcast actually. But um, and uh, Sissy Jones, who was in Walking Dead season one, I don't remember who she played, and I, I'm not certain of what else she's done. But uh, character development is pretty fantastic. And uh, overall, I think it's a good experience. Is it worth $20? I don't know about that. I would maybe almost wait for a sale. I do. I want to say the uh, the soundtrack artwork is the coolest shit ever. Well, Campo Santo Games, the, one of their staff people is Ali Moss. Oh, really? Ali Moss, the, the guy who's the, like known for... Does a ton of Mondo posters and stuff? Mondo posters That's and just brilliant. all kinds of artwork so stuff. He, did he do that artwork? Because that's awesome. He might. I don't know if he did that artwork, but he did all of the art direction for the game. 
Yeah, so for those not familiar, you can look up the Firewatch soundtrack on Google and it'll bring up the artwork. And it's basically like a forest scape that is mirrored into like water and looks like sound waves. It's yeah. it's one of the most creative uses I've seen. The like, the music I, in the game is is beautiful. And actually, I listened to a, a Giant Bomb podcast where they talked to the creator of the game and, and Rich Summer. And the creator was talking about how he was giving a demo one day and they didn't... He, he took the latest build to somebody to go and present it, and they didn't tell him that they had updated the build with music. And so the music started playing as he was giving this presentation, and he started getting emotional during it because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't expecting it at all. But That's yeah, cool. it's very much, it's a, it's very much, um, it's not thick on gameplay. It's more about character interaction. And even the overall story isn't, as finely crafted, but I think I need to give it another playthrough or something to really say that for sure. Right so, on. Worth checking out. Brian, what else have you played? I want to save the division for last. Okay. Mm. I've got one other game. Too. Okay. Oh, I so played I. briefly. I played uh hell divers. Okay. Which seems very cool. Like it's a top down or no, am I thinking something else? It's free. Yeah, on PlayStation it's Plus. a twin stick shooter. Okay. Top down yeah. kind of, yeah, it, it it seems like it's probably a really solid game. Um, I I was eyeing it before, but I thought, you know what, this is going to be a free PS for gold, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, eventually, and I waited long enough, and it did become a free game. So, yep. cool. But uh, it has multiplayer too. The only reason I didn't play more of it is uh, I was playing it when I was out of town, and the internet connection kept like me making me lose connection to the game because apparently gotcha. you have to be online to play it. That's annoying. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, beyond that, I I don't really know. Probably just pocket pool. Um, probably just more side pocket, COD and Forza and stuff. That's about the it. Usual. Yeah. I uh, I play. I've been playing the following, Dying Light. The following. Mm. Uh, just so you know, I've been getting very confused when you talk about that because Nicole is watching the following. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> But has nothing to do with that. It's uh, like when people talk about Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Syndicate. Uh, well, Syndicate is so much better, I'm yeah. sure, probably, because it's one anyway. of my favorite games. Yeah, shut up. Um, <laughs> so the following, Dying Light the following, is awesome. It is really cool. It's like Mad Max meets Dying Light, because you get a dune buggy now, and you can upgrade it and put all kinds of cow pushers and shit on it to like mow down zombies, and you get points for mowing down zombies to like upgrade your driving abilities and shit. So, uh, I think I asked you this, and I can't remember what your answer was, but does having the dune buggy just completely erase the parkouriness? Uh, in a way, yes, because the, the actual, the game world now, which is massive, by the way, um, at least what I've explored of it is just very open world and not okay. there's not a ton of buildings to climb on and jump around and whatnot. But you can still like there are pathways that you'll run down, you know, and there's zombies in the way and cars in the way. And so it helps that you can either like vault over the zombies or you can climb over the car or whatever you want to do. But it, it, the dune buggy adds like a different like element. Like you have to make sure you're keeping up on your repairs on it and stuff. You have to replace suspension and tires and blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, it's it's like, it's one of those, like, I don't want to have to micromanage that stuff, but I get it. It, yeah. ma it makes it more challenging to, like, have to do that stuff. But overall, graphically, like, they updated some of the models and stuff. It looks great. It's a little bit glitchy on Xbox. Um, I did have to restart, like, do a hard reset on my system to, like, get it to, like, work properly. 
Uh, one of the things I also noticed is they added filters to the game, so you can have it in black and white now. Nice. That's cool. Or you can do like a like 1960s movie where it has like film grain and like lines going over it, or you can do sepia tone, or like they do a posterization thing. Like there's all kinds of different filters you can put on it, which is pretty cool. They added um, user maps on the console, so you you can play the challenges and things that people have created using the uh, dev kit, which is Ooh. awesome. Um, what else? What else? What else? The, the game world's huge. Like the new, the new, the countryside, as they call it, is literally like the map size is massive. And it's, it's like super daunting to think like, oh, I have to go around this whole map at some point and like do all this shit. Is there like story and there's actually yeah, story there's a, to there it? Yeah, there is a story arc to it. Basically, like the way it starts out is you, you have a, a, a runner who comes back into the city and ends up dying in the city telling you that there are people in the countryside that can get bit and they don't turn. Mm. So there's like some kind of cure that exists. And so you being Kyle Crane still have to go to the countryside. They send you as a runner to figure out like what exactly is going on in the countryside that you can bring back to the city to help cure people. Okay. So it does have that going. Um, the new, there's new weapons that are stronger, which is cool. Um, the, the zombies are hard as fuck now. Like in the countryside, they're way like it takes like if I'm using like the strongest weapons I had at the, at the end of the, of the previous game, if I'm using those on these zombies now, it takes a couple of hits to kill them. Whereas before, I was completely overpowered and could just cut off limbs and heads, no problem. It takes a couple hits to get through them, which is cool because it makes it more challenging. Well, that's they, the idea. It's for people yeah. to finish the oh, game. Oh, totally. And they, they added bounties and things. So like you can pick up a bunch of bounties to get extra experience points. Like For instance, one of them was Where called... Where did they get that from? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. One of them... Are there daily ones? Yeah. There are daily bounties. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, like one of the bounties was having to do with something with kneecapping. What so you, faction are you donating all your points to? <laughs> Dead Orbit, duh. <laughs> it's fucking Dying Light. Uh, where you have to slide and do and do like the slide kick to take out as many, like you take out like 40 zombies, I think is what you have to do. But you only, you're only allowed to slide up to 100 meters. Hmm. So it counts the amount of meters that you're running and sliding. And then it also counts how many zombies that you kick over. Which is pretty cool stuff like that, like little little challenges like that. There's one where it's like you have to climb so many meters and you get experience points. Uh, that sounds like fun. You have to do a, like, like well, Assassin's Creed. Yes, like Assassin's Creed. God, <laughs> you can fall. There's one to fall, and if you, like you have to get like a 50 meter fall, and in order to do that without dying, you have to find a place Leap where faith. you can fall into water. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's fun. I really, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I so love Dying no... Light was my number one game last year. And so this, it, I'm really happy that they've kind of like not reinvented it, but just made it more fun all over again. So you have to finish the original game to play this? If, if I recall correctly, like from what I was reading in articles, you don't have to finish the previous to jump into it. Like you can, you can go but to you'll the get countryside. Your ass at some, yeah. You will get fucked up. Like there's no question about that. Like, you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like the enemies don't scale. It's just right. Okay. It will help you to have finished the game or at least gotten to a fairly high level. You don't have to finish the game, but you can level up without finishing. Okay. And then, um, once you max out all of the skill trees, you, there's actually like legendary levels. So like you can keep gaining new abilities that make you even stronger which is kind of cool. And then they added nightmare mode, which is harder than the hard mode. And uh, they made the night stalker f as fast as, if not faster than the dune buggy. So if it hits night and you're rolling in the dune buggy and one of those guys sees you, you're fucked. Like there's, 
there's a, I was, I was driving and I got spotted by like six of them in the middle of the night because I was trying to make it back to the base camp and one of them jumps on the windshield and just starts like hacking at you like through <laughs> the windshield and you can't see shit. You got to like shake them off the dune buggy. Yeah. It's cool. Like it was a lot of fun. So that's cool. Uh, the you one thing I did have what? an extra person in the dune yes, buggy. Yes, you can have two people in a dune buggy at a time and you can play with up to four people co-op, which is cool. Two dune buggies? Yep, two dune yeah. buggies. Um, one of the things I wanted to say is the, the following standalone is $20. I couldn't find it anywhere standalone. You had to buy the season pass, which I don't really like that. But uh, the season pass on Xbox Live or PlayStation Network is $30. If you went on Amazon, you could buy it for 20 bucks. Mm. So you end up not only with all the previous DLC, but access to the following as well. That's cool. Well, so. I through the Xbox store, I saw the following listed for 20 bucks. I couldn't find it on its own. They must have released it after the fact. Prior oh, to, yeah, like prior you probably to couldn't Tuesday, pre-order it. You couldn't that's just buy the following. Yeah, which that's kind what of, it is. I because I wanted to preload it and play it. And yeah, then I found the deal for Xbox online. They have the season pass, which includes the following, and then they have the following separate, and they also have the Dying Light Enhanced Edition following right which, thing, which comes and with apparently everything. the Enhanced Edition stuff in general all. People that already own Dying Light also get that. Yeah. Yes. Because that adds like all the bounties and shit and okay. everything else. So. Oh, okay. That's part of like the regular Dying Light maps too. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's, yeah, they, they, Techland did a nice job. Props to them for, for doing what they did. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes from here even because it, it could just, they, it, it's only going to get better. Yeah. I wonder what sort of clever uh, name they're going to come up with for the sequel. I don't know. We talked about this before. It was like dying dark, dark, yeah. lighting, darkness, lighting. dark, no, dark light, still dying in there, dying some more again, <laughs> two. Anyways, Alex, you had one more game. Dead light. No, that was already That's a Metro game, game already. All right. Uh, no, that was last light. Yeah. Sorry. There is a dead light. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Side scroller. Uh, I also played while I was, uh, En route to Japan, I felt like I needed to play some JRPG. So I did end up picking up that game Bravely Default that I talked about briefly. Uh, Just to recap, it's basically Final Fantasies 1 through 5 in that you have four characters and there are jobs that you can assign to these people. And jobs like White Mage and Black Mage and Warrior and Monk and all that kind of stuff. Black (laughs) Mage. But um, I wish real jobs were that exciting. Yeah, but there's a few interesting hooks in the game. Like if you've trained uh, your, you can you can take the abilities from any of the other jobs. You can basically have two job abilities equipped at once. So you can have the job that you're currently wearing, and then any other one that you've learned skills in, you can also attach. You could do that in tactics, couldn't you? Final Fantasy tactics. Probably through the job system. I can't remember, but. You can so you can do that kind of thing, so that's interesting. And then, as I said, there's the brave and default system in the battle, in in the random battles, in the sense that you can, if you brave, that means you're taking an extra turn. If you default, that means you're banking your turn. Okay. And you can brave up to three, so you can use four turns at once, and you can do that for each character. But then that means you can't take four turns that means you do your four actions and if you don't kill the thing that that you're attacking then it gets four turns on you right so um that would be a squad wipe in XCOM. that's for sure pretty much yeah 
and sometimes it is in, in this game too. It's pretty cool. It's a nice RPG. I know the second one's coming out. I haven't heard as good things about it, but there's also a few things like um, it was a good game to play in Japan. I forgot to talk about since I had my 3DS in Japan, I got street passes everywhere, which never happens in the U.S. because n- nobody takes their 3DSs anywhere. Is it like QR codes and shit? Or like what? No, it's like you just have your Wi-Fi. You have yours on, and it's broadcasting a wireless signal. And anytime you pass by somebody, you exchange data. Oh, that's so. Cool. Some some games will um, have certain functions like that. With Bravely Default, you can have people visit your town, and then you can fight their character to get like items and stuff. Okay. But also, every time you street pass somebody, it adds people to your village, and in this village, you're rebuilding the village. So. Basically, for each villager you assign, you end up like having the the amount of time that it takes to build that thing up. So mm-hmm. I've basically taken that town and built it all the way up, even when I wasn't actively playing the game. Nice. Which is pretty sweet. So it's just like managing timers and stuff and assigning people to it after it's completed. But anyway, it's pretty cool. It's fun. If you like JRPGs, it's worth checking out. I uh, it almost makes me want to pick up a Pokemon game again, but <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do that. Yeah, I, it, that'll take. Wait till Pokemon Go comes out, and then we'll play mobile. I like I, it. It makes me want to pick up the Virtual Console Pokemon. Yeah, Blue, and just go back to Blue and wreck some shit. Keep but, it simple. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we have also played the Homefront beta briefly. Brian, we haven't yeah. played together. Separately. it up. I played with some strangers. They were mostly cooperative, but uh, you say Homefront. What's what's the new one called? The Revolution. Revolution. This is the sequel to the God, THQ. Yeah. yeah, THQ game before THQ died. Yep. And yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I it, it I mean the the customization of your. I, I'm really big on character customization, like being able to make my character like look however I want him to, and it appears. That it's it's pretty simple this time around. There are a lot of different like you know pieces of clothing and things you can pick up and gas masks and stuff and things like that, um, which is cool. I like that aspect of it. the The actual character creation is a bit simplified at the moment, but I'm sure it'll be more elaborate once they actually release. Yeah, it. Yeah, they have a bunch of stuff locked. Yeah, um, but it's graphically it's not the best looking game I've ever seen. The character creation screen makes your character look a lot better than the actual game ends up looking once you jump into it. The AI is a that little bit... That could just be the, the beta, though. Yeah, it's probably just to the beta. To keep size down. Um, the AI is kind of wonky. Like, the, the yeah. enemies would, like, run up, and they'd know I was there, and they'd look at me, and then they would turn around and then turn back and shoot at me. <laughs> Things like that. Like, uh, the, the group of guys I was playing with last night, they just wanted to stand in one area and shoot cars. And I'm like let's actually do something. <laughs> so I ran off and, you know, ended up wiping out a bunch of this enemies. Was, and this was a co-op? It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an open, it's like a sandbox co-op mission. Okay. Yeah, they give you a quite a large space to do your mission however you want. Yeah, basically. it's pretty cool. So that, that part's cool. I have, the frame rate was atrocious for me. Yeah, I, it was not very good. Yeah, so that, that was a bit of a problem. I'm not talking like a locked 30 frames. It felt like less... But I don't know. It's, it's just, beta. Compared so. to the other games I've been playing, it's it feels very sluggish in a way. I f- like this. Yeah, is like, that that's what I'm talking about. No, not not even just like the actual frame frame rate. 
like, but the the way the game plays, I feel the like flame light, the flame light, <laughs> the character moves Flashlight. really slowly and clunky. Like, mm. I, it's just not like if if you're part of the revolution, you better be fucking quick because <laughs> you're gonna get shot. <laughs> And yeah. they're moving like I feel like the running speed was like really slow. I oh, did that's like why you got to find yourself a motorcycle, man. I did. I did like riding the motorcycle. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I, I, I wanted someone to hop on with me, but I, I'm not even sure that's an option. It might be. I don't know, but it, it's uh, a yeah, home- huge dude to join you on the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Homefront's pretty cool. It, it, no, the- that would affect my gas mileage. <laughs> there, there are multiple like trees which is cool so you can end up like kind of like you can choose what style of character you want to play like a hacker or more of like a brute kind of thing so there's different subclasses and then there's skill there trees for mode? each of those there's there's yeah. a hacker mode where you're the hacker and you can hack drones to work for you and stuff oh, like that which is right. cool now Alex um, is interested sold <laughs> yeah it like ultimately like the you beta can, oh you can hack an XCOM too as well now I haven't found the beta to be terribly enjoyable like personally but I think the final game once they work out some of the kinks will really make it pretty cool alright I think it'll be fun uh, yeah if, if they polish it some more I mean, I hope it's not releasing real soon because, from what I can tell, it does not look like it should. No, be. It, again, it's one of those games that I feel like's been on the release, like you know, coming soon schedule for like two years now. So, well, yeah, they're, they're they had clearly, some issues with their publisher. Yeah, you know, they're taking they their time. Which one. is, I mean, I hope they do take their time and sort out all the bad stuff because it it could end up being pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, and other than that, we played the shit out of the division beta, and that was yes. Like, I the division is the reason I got into the next generation of consoles. May May 2016 is when Homefront's due out. Yeah, so Ooh, that's that's enough. They got a few months to work out the kinks. Yeah, sorry. No, that's cool. The division rules. It is like Gears of War meets Destiny in post-apocalyptic New York. Except the controls are much better than Gears of War. Oh yeah, like real like it. Everything. I've just never works. played a third-person game that actually controls this well. It, like it I usually perfectly. don't like third-person shooters versus first-person. And it just feels great. Like, I think the only issue we actually had in the beta was there was a period of time where, like, Brian was loading into my game and he couldn't see me. Like, my character yeah. wasn't there. Like, but, I would I show mean, up on the minimap. Like, I would be on the minimap, but I, he couldn't actually physically see my character. Stuff on. like that, that that's what the closed beta is for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Weird Other than connection that, issues. Yeah, they, there was a bit of lag in general in the dark zone. Mm. But I mean, that's what they were going for. And the dark zone to stress test, probably. The dark zone is is anything goes. Like it's yeah. it's like it's awesome to have a game where you can seamlessly walk from PVE to PvP, and like it's just all hell can break loose. Yeah, there's there's no load screen. It, it there's sort of a load. If screen. If you die, there's a load screen. If if uh, like when you first start the game, there's a load screen. But once you're actually in the game. You walk through a doorway yeah. and you're in the dark zone. Well, your HUD reboots is what I mean by sort of a load screen. Like you're still in the game, but you can't really like do much in those first few seconds, right? Because it, it like tells you it's resetting the system or whatever. Yeah. And then like it's very clever the uh, the home base where where you start out of is basically like a it's it's an instance in a way like you can walk into this building and when you walk in it has like yeah. you can, you're still walking it's like tomb raider where it's a seamless load screen mm-hmm. sort of thing where you just go from a to b and it's loading while you're doing it here's a hallway yeah and then going on. The, you it, end up in your own version of the base the like right. you, yeah. you're not in there with your buddy or whatever but yeah. as soon as you guys exit you're back in the same game yeah so that's cool um 
the what I really liked the, playing in the dark zone at first was like really intimidating because anyone can kill you at any time. Like yeah. they, like you could try and like work with people and they could just turn their back on you. So that the point of that is that people go and get their loot and then you can try and kill that person. Yes. But if you do that, then you, you start you get marked as a rogue agent and then everyone else tries to hunt you down. Yeah. So there were like people that would go like I was reading online, like all these guys on Reddit were like, yeah, we we're doing some rogue hunting and blah, 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 blah. And like the second you kill more than like if you kill a rogue, like if there's more than one rogue and you kill two of them, you get marked because you've killed two people in the zone. So you are then a rogue agent. So you've got to watch out for that. You can only kill them like one at a time. That's weird. But the so you you can collect up to a certain amount of items in the dark zone and then you have to have them extracted using a helicopter and you have to call in the helicopter. Well, the second you launch the flare for the helicopter, everyone knows everyone starts are. flocking and to everyone that spot. wants to do the same thing as you, right. except for those assholes that want to just steal your shit. Yeah, so there you'll run you. into areas where like you have a bunch of guys that are hiding in corners waiting for the helicopter to come in and then you they all run out and they go and they strap their bag to the to the rope and it takes off. But then you'll also run into instances where you've got a bunch of guys hiding, waiting, and then the second they all run out to hook their bags on, two other dudes pop up out of nowhere and mow down the whole crowd. And it's like it's awesome. It like yeah. it puts this whole different level of challenge on the game and it's it's so well done. Another, I feel like I'm never gonna play this game. It's dude, it's because I was you know how like when people stand in a line and there's a bunch of cross traffic and there just tends to be one point in that line where people all cross through because it looks like the weakest link. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> so I'm going to be the dude that gets shot first while everybody else goes and kills that guy before he takes their stuff. Well, what's he, what can be even so more... So I'm never going to... It's never going to work out for me. What can be even more frustrating is when you're you're hanging out waiting in an area and enemies like because there are npcs that respawn and then they will try to fuck and they're, shit up they're too. tough compared to and the they're regular significantly area. stronger than the ones in the in the regular like they'll so down you in one or two hits if, the, if they take you out is your loot just sitting there it can unless somebody collects it okay so you can come back to your body and pick up your stuff if, if nobody picked it up okay but Which, you do, but you do lose it if, if I only ran take. into a few instances where i couldn't come back and get my stuff because most of the time like I ended up like I started off being a terrible shot in the game and then I quickly I, I got real used to the controls and everything and ended up being a lot better. But um, so by that time, I was able to hold my own in some of those like PVP instances like that, where by the time they got to my body to collect shit, they had already maxed out the amount of stuff they could collect. So they couldn't grab my stuff. And so yeah. I would make it back in time to grab my own product and be good to go. But it's uh. It's cool, man. It is really it's it is definitely a destiny killer. You think so? <laughs> yes. Cuz it's it's giving people a lot of the stuff they wanted yeah. out of destiny. I, I mean, like. it'll fill that um void, I feel like. Yeah. Pretty it'll well. It'll fill that dark zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to it's going to shed some light on the dark zone. But yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know if you had any other questions about it or not. Um, so I mean, what what sets it apart from Destiny? Other than like, I mean, I, you've already outlined a few different things that yeah, do. The, but. the third person view is one thing that's like kind of a big deal. Okay. Um, there's no vehicles, so you have to run everywhere. So good good luck getting from A to B without a sparrow kind we of sh- thing. We should say there's an open beta February 19th through 21st on PS4, yes, PC. I and highly Xbox. recommend yes. everybody play the open beta. Give it a try. There's Ex- nothing to lose. Xbox players get started a day early with exclusive 24-hour early access beginning on 18th. But all yep. players, players on all platforms can preload beta, the beta starting February 16th. Yeah, and they're doing a whole different mission set, I think, for this beta as well. Um, I, 
that's not what I read. That's I think I they just have an, an an additional mission, but I think it has everything else that the other beta maybe, had. Maybe maybe it has. Maybe they just added some, but they, it's more. It's it's different. Stuff. I don't know. There is part of me stuff. doesn't want to get burned out on it by playing more of the beta and then restarting the same area again. But so what I do don't you, really know what where the the actual release game is going to start. I don't think it starts in the same spot. What do you think is the so in terms of the Destiny beta, we didn't uh, we obviously didn't get any of the tower, so that's a different thing. Like you're actually getting some of your home base in this, right? There there is a tower esque area. Yeah, there's like, a there's they, a neutral where, zone where, where you can actually see other people too. Oh, yeah, okay. and and you can actually use that. It has like a hub system in there to where you can like go into it and find other people to to pair up with. Okay. Like built into that communal space. Yeah. Plus, every time you start like a, a mission, you have the option to turn matchmaking on or not. Okay, that's cool. So, so, but I guess my point is, there was a lot of wondering with the Destiny beta, like, is this going to be the whole game? And largely, that turned out to be, yeah, basically. It was the whole game. Well, it was significantly larger, but but it was all that was the whole game was encapsulated within that level at the time. That was pretty much all of it. Didn't have a raid. Didn't have a strike. Well, no, it did have a strike, didn't it? It had won't. Uh, I can't remember. I anyway, think it, it doesn't had matter. The first strike. What do you think about the larger picture of the division? Like, do you think it's going to be if you, if you're just sitting there in the dark zone, hanging out, killing people all the time? Is that enough? Is there something else there? That's how you get your jollies. I mean, there's yeah. definitely more story in the game than Destiny had. So okay. they're building that. They've also, I don't know if you noticed, but they have a video on Amazon Prime that's like a half hour long like prequel mm. to show you like what happens, like how the division agents like come to be like like yeah there's some virus on black friday right yeah That's there's like a virus the, on black friday and the division agents are these sleeper agents that are stationed all throughout the united states and when some shit goes down they all get the call and they have to jump into action and it's like it's cool because it's like very like the, this little movie thing you watch is very much like how you would end up playing the game like you you jump into the game because you've been called into duty and you got to go and find like you find new weapons, find your gear, get all that shit set up. Once you're ready to go, you start hunting down. Like there in the game, there's three factions of enemies you have to fight against. Uh, the, it, it they're, it, they've definitely, I feel like they've invested more story in this than destiny yeah, I, ever had. I think <laughs> like the whole mission structure and everything and the narrative will definitely be stronger than destiny's initial story. And but, th- uh, I think that's enough to drive people to want to play it. You know, that's I, the the lore in Destiny is great, but it's nowhere in the game. You've got to go outside of the game to actually get a handle of the lore. I would yeah. say the biggest difference between the two is the fact that, at least as it stands right now, the division doesn't have like a strict like PvP competitive zone like the Crucible. It, it only has the dark zone, which is an anything goes kind of thing. It's PVE yeah. versus PVP, whatever. Yeah, and you I'm, I'm do. sure they'll add missions and things to the dark zone too. And like having that other human element as part of the dark zone is going to make doing those missions even more difficult. You know, like that that'll make it fun and interesting in a way. You know, it makes it, it definitely makes it more challenging and, and more engaging. Yeah, I always played on uh, open PVP servers for wow and i much preferred that just because of the level of danger that was present all the time i feel like the dark zone is kind of similar to that like you never know what people are thinking 
you can gesture, you can well, so that's do a friendly jumping we, jack towards someone. You we know? were playing with party <laughs> chat, but it has proximity chat. Yes, so it does. if you're within range of somebody, they can yell to you and stuff like that. So you can tell, like, yeah. if you're in range, you can be like, "Hey, dude, I'm told you," and you have the emote to put your hands up and be like, I'm not going to do anything. And you can tell them like straight up, like I'm not here to pull any shit. Like blah, if blah, you can blah. actually hear someone's voice, it's a little easier to tell whether they're serious or not. Hmm. Right. So there, there's that. Like, so you guys were playing with the chat in the game. No, we no. only, we played party chat. If we you were, have party okay. chat off, so, you can hear proximity chat. Oh, okay. Okay. So, th- but that, what is there? Is there party chat in the game so that we, you can also I'm talk to each sure. other? I'm not sure. We didn't try it, but huh. that's something like maybe we'll have to look into. Yeah. I mean, they did. I know the first day of the the first two days of the beta, they they were having issues with the proximity chat, but they fixed it by by Saturday. It was okay. ready to go. Well, we'll definitely give it a try with the open beta. But yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of guns, tons of upgrades for every weapon, uh, lots of gear that you can get that all has an effect on your play style. And, I mean, we've seen barely any of it, I'm sure, too. Yeah, and it, it doesn't... One of the things somebody, have. somebody else talked about online, I don't remember if it was Reddit or where, but they were talking about how it's cool to finally have a game where, like, you're you're kind of mixed classes like you don't have to have like a healer and a tank like everybody can kind of be both so like if you are playing solo you can hold your own that's cool yeah there's like three different trees but you can switch between them on the fly from what i understand so yeah so that way you can fill whatever role you need to you can decide among your group you don't have to you know play an entirely different character up to 40 like destiny to be viable with specific groups. Yep. And just a heads up to anybody who is playing and wants to play with us, we'll be playing on Xbox exclusively for the release. And then maybe in the future, we'll go over to PS4 as well. But I think you're making a mistake, but no, I mean, that's, I I've had a few people on PlayStation ask me like if we're picking up the division, I've told them Xbox at the moment, but you know, if I enjoyed enough on Xbox and I have people to play with there, knowing the people that we play with on Xbox, they'll probably get bored of it in a couple of months or move on to something completely different. Whereas like the people we would end up So then we'll want to play on PS4. On on PlayStation, we'll be (laughs) on it for a year, two years, almost two years, basically. A year and a half or whatever. So so you're looking forward to spending $120 instead of $60. If if I get the level of enjoyment out of it that I did for Destiny, I find it completely worth it. It's not too late to change your minds anyway. No, I could cancel my pre-order if I wanted to. But at the moment... Xbox. We're we're heading. We're pointing. I feel at like Xbox. you should survey the team. You should sur- you should talk to Zach and Joey. I uh, yeah. I haven't talked lady. to them about their impressions on it yet. To be I honest, know, I know they played it. I know Alan said he would be willing to play on PlayStation Four if we get it. So oh, that gives at least a third person. I don't want to use my damn DualShock with. controller. I've got my Elite controller now. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Plus, I don't know. I'm just saying. You should ask all those people first. Because, like, is Corey going to pick it up? I've been trying to convince Corey and Jason to get it. And they sound like Jason's totally down because he loves gears. And I can, I'm can i trying to tell Corey, like, this this is destiny, destiny, but with more of a strategic, like, appeal. Like, if you're into strategy and having to duck and hide more, like, you may dig this. Like I don't think Corey's in that. No, he's more of a run and gun, but that's mm-hmm. so am I. Usually, yeah, I've like, watched his video clips. When, when I play, when I play Crucible, like I'm just, I don't care how many times I die, as long as I can, I'm able to kill somebody in the, in while I'm in the midst of running to kill other people. Like yeah. you know, like it's like I don't care if I die. It doesn't I matter. care. I'm one of those people that wants yeah, a you're, higher you're KDF, kills to death ratio. Yeah, your KD ratio 
show is actually means something, whereas mine doesn't. Like, I don't care about that. I'm not saying it's good, but it still means something to but me. But I like I'm trying to convince Corey to get into it, and I think he he'll end up picking it up once he plays the beta. But Jason, like from the second I told him, like it's like Years of War, like mixed with Destiny. He's like, yeah, I'm down. Like I'll play that. So. <laughs> We have we have plenty of people to play with on Xbox, and like I'm sure we would end up having plenty to play with on PlayStation. So this is the ultimate like this sucks to have to like choose <laughs> yeah, the does. system. Yeah. So, but Xbox, I think, is are they getting they're getting exclusive stuff I for this? So yeah, yeah, probably. That's why so, the beta comes I mean, a day early. Ultimately, had I had a PS4 when Destiny came out, that would have been the way to go, right? Because there's so much content for PS4 only. Um, so, I mean, that in itself makes it worth playing on that console, Yep. but I'm hoping the division might be the same way for Xbox, but who knows? Whatever. I am willing to buy it twice if it's that good. <laughs> I love, I've, I love playing with all those guys on both systems. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's fun. a tough choice. Right. I, it, it's, it's. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, in the sense that like we're lucky to have people to play with on both platforms if we want to. So right. that being said, if anyone's listening and it plans on playing on Xbox, let us know. I'm sure Pat will pick it up. That's you, Pat. I'm talking about you. Yeah, get get it. Get it. If get I it. if I pick it up, I'll I don't know. I don't, I'm probably not gonna pick it up. Why don't you try the open beta? I want to try the try beta. try the beta and then talk. It, the it is a lot of fun. It was a bit of a hassle getting a code. Let me tell you, for the uh, closed beta, my pre-order did not give me a code. Like I didn't have any trouble to. at all, it's man. Fun. I so, pre-ordered it on Amazon like two days before the beta hit, and I had all yeah, my stuff sorted out yeah. the day of. I signed up um, through their official site, too. Didn't get a code that way. And then I found out NVIDIA was giving away codes, and I got a code within like an hour. Yeah, and they've so. already patched the... the um, but now you don't need a code. The client. So there's right. no excuse. That's on true. the system. So you've already been patched. It's probably already updated. Wait, what? They sent. They did. They patched oh, damn it last week. I just week. deleted it. Why did you delete because it? Because it's a different, like build no, of the they game. They said you didn't have to do anything. Oh, man. It patched over. It was patch one point five. Twenty five gigs. Like I have that. to download again. Dumbass. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you like what you hear, even if you don't. Please send us feedback at uh, MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. You can also hit us up on Instagram now at MidwestGameNerds. What else do I want to say about feedback stuff? I don't know. We've got a store you can buy stuff on now, which is cool. Go to the website, www.MidwestGameNerds.com. You can also go to www.MidwestFilmNerds.com and buy the same stuff, which is cool. Uh, it's the Midwest Podcast Network. That's what we do. Also, go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com to buy stuff off of Amazon and help support us. Alex, what's up next for the film nerds? Last week, we reviewed the latest Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar, so go check that out. This week, we're going to talk about Deadpool. So Cool. Speaking of Hail Caesar, you should all listen to the Josh Brolin episode of The Nerds really because good. it was one of the funniest episodes I've ever heard. I, I listened to that one as well, which I don't normally listen to Nerdist anymore, but that was really good. And you also, because you had mentioned the, the audio in Firewatch, um, I was listening to uh, the Crack Podcast. They had an episode about like deconstructing music, which was pretty cool. I would check that out. And also check out the, the podcast called Song Exploder, which it's uh, hosted by one of the guys that was on this Crack Podcast episode where he gets someone from a band to come and talk about one of their songs and like deconstruct it, which is pretty That's cool. That's cool. So Yeah, and the Giant Bomb Presents feed on iTunes has the interview with Sean Vanneman of Campo Santo and Rich Summer, the lead voice actor of Firewatch. So 
tight. Go check that out if you end up wanting to hearing more about it. Any last words, Brian? Nope. Nope. All right, cool. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.